Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 10th Second Podcast. My name is Keith Woodward. Hope you've enjoyed all of our journeys. Last uh, episode, we talked about the hero's hat. And today, we're going to talk about Team Impact and Michael Torello. Michael Torello joined the Quinnipiac University men's hockey program in November of 2017. He joined through Team Impact. Team Impact matches children facing serious illness and disability with college sports teams, creating a long-term life-changing experience for everybody involved. Their vision is to create a world where every child facing a serious illness and disability feels supported by something bigger and every team has transformed a greater purpose. What they say at Team Impact is, when we're all together, we all win together. Mike was a special dude. He He's at every single game in this spot. Uh, down behind behind our net, um, and I don't probably no one supported supported us like Michael did and the Torello family. They you know I have a good relationship with uh, with the Torellos and uh, it's you know it's a heartbreaking story um, with everything that he went through, but it's also just an incredible feat of courage and um, perseverance to just battle every day and. Um, you know, he always showed up and he was there for us. Like he, he, like I said before, he never missed a game and we always felt that support. Um, so it was incredibly sad when, uh, we heard of his passing, but, uh, I still talk to the Torellos today and, uh, we had his jersey out at the national championship. I think it's actually, I believe it made it into the national championship photo. Um, and, you know, I, I wish these guys could have met him and, um, understood understand like how much he he means to Quinnipiac and the men's ice hockey team um but it, it was it was awesome to have that down there in Tampa it, when I saw um the jersey roaming around I had to go get it and yep. I carried around a little bit yep yeah and I know Jaden Ward at the celebration the next day at the at the, the rally yeah, yeah. At the rally yeah so that was pretty cool we have the uh, pleasure of having three guests in studio right at the moment we have the Torellos John and Caroline and Jaden Lee so welcome everybody. Thank you. Thank you. So why don't we start by talking about? So we've we've talking a little bit about stuff off the ice, um, uh, and we've done that with uh, with Chris Mascali and the Heroes Hat, and we wanted to talk to you guys, all all of you, about uh, about Michael and Team Impact and um, what it really means to the. Uh, to the Quinnipiac hockey program. So why don't you start with um, telling us maybe a little bit about Michael um, and then we can get into team impact and we can get into um, some other things. So I don't know who wants to start. Um, Michael had connectorus, which is, um, it's a severe form of brain damage. Yeah, it's a severe form of brain damage. It's like when a baby is jaundiced if the if the baby goes untreated, the um, the bilirubin goes to your brain and it causes brain damage. But the type that um, doesn't affect you cognitively, it affects um, it affects your, your body, your 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 movement. It affects your eyesight. It affects um, your hearing. Uh, you can't speak. It affects a lot. Uh, your head control, his head control was like a newborn baby. So he had a specially designed wheelchair that would help with his head control and help support his body. But cognitively, he 
needed people around and needed the socialization and wanted to make a, a difference. And you could tell by, you could tell whether he liked you or didn't like you by his expression. <laughs> yeah, he had a few words. He, um, you know, he was he was basically trapped uh, in his body. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to. Uh, one doctor described it to us like that, and that's that's the best way to describe it. And how did you learn of the diagnosis? It it took a while because um, we weren't really sure what was wrong. Uh, you know, you really got to go back um, from his birth. Uh, both him and Matthew were very premature. Uh, Matthew's his twin, um, and they struggled. Uh, neither one of them. Well, Matthew was actually sicker than Michael, um, but Michael, a couple days in, had a lung collapse. He had a bunch of things, and it just kind of was a cascading uh, effect, you know, kind of snowballed to the point where he wasn't supposed to survive. Um, and that's why that's why I think like his connection with Quinnipiac is amazing. He, um, you know, he was a kid who they just always it's over, it's over. We we had our, our doctors tell us, uh, you know, a couple days after he was born, oh, the, the lung collapse isn't that bad. Uh, then, a, you know, a couple days after that, he had this pulmonary hemorrhage that they're like he's not going to survive, um, and he did. The next day. Uh, he was okay, but not great. He was critical. He was, and then they said, you really got to get him baptized today because he's not going to make the night. He made the night. And then that week he kind of battled. And then our pediatrician called us a few days, three or four days after that, and was like, all right, kidneys are shutting down. Everything's shutting down. Uh, I wanted you to hear it from me, not from somebody at the hospital. Um he made it. Um, so it's kind of like he's always, uh, Michael's history is, and, and it's literally been probably more than a dozen times. And I've gone over his medical records over the years, um, like where he had these episodes and these things that have happened to him where he never should have survived. And he pulls it out with this dramatic comeback at the last minute. Which, you know, we talk about his relation with, with Quinnipiac. Yeah. We never doubted it for a minute because, you know, no matter how bleak it looked with him, right. it's crazy. That so. is. That is. And so at, at what point do you guys get engaged with Team Impact? And talk to us about that program and how that kind of has led you to uh, Quinnipiac, although I knew, uh, and you should talk a little bit about your Quinnipiac connections. You have some right. Quinnipiac connections before that point. Yes. Well, for which which do you want me to talk about? Oh, talk about Team Impact. Okay. So um, Michael had had a friend named Dante, and he was on the Yale team with Team Impact. and um, yeah, football. With football. My friend Janine told me about Team Impact and told me that I I should do it for Michael, and so I did. And we got matched with Quinnipiac, and it was kind of ironic because I went to Quinnipiac. <laughs> so we got matched with the Quinnipiac hockey team, and then um, it was it was like a new thing for the hockey team and for us. So um, we worked together, and all the kids on the team were awesome. They all um, they came to our house for pool parties. They would take Michael to the Quinnipiac basketball games. Um, they would come come and go to Matthew's hockey games and go to the practices and 
you know, teach the kids. They also would go to Michael's basketball games, his um, special needs basketball games, and they brought him to the movies. They just did tons of different things. Uh, a few players at a time would come over for dinner, and all these things were between myself and the players. We decided like what we were gonna do as a fan, you know, what they were gonna do with us as a family. And it was funny because Rand doesn't even didn't even realize like how involved they were with Michael because they didn't tell him. They yeah, just they, they did it because they wanted to. We yeah. had all these kids like just I I remember he got so they had a, a signing day. And it was awesome. You know, the local news covered it. Um, you know, there was his friends and family came, and it was it was cool. It was like like he was drafted, um, and uh, you know they presented him his jersey, and it was just it was good because it was the first time that it was all about him. And so when you went to Team mm-hmm. Impact and you meet with Rand for the first time, right. what's that meeting like? And like, how does that all, because because right, the men's uh, hockey program has to say yes. And listen, it sounds yeah, like no. a no. It's a no brainer, right? Like it wasn't. But, a no, I don't but know at the time, but at the yeah, time, it might not have been a no brainer. So I think we didn't know what to expect out of it. Like the reason why I think Michael was matched with hockey was because we're like, well, you know, he he was on this special needs baseball team, but if it was hot out, he didn't like it. If he had he has his severe respiratory issues, so if there's a little pollen. He had to be indoors, so we're like, all right, that leaves us basketball, hockey, and then maybe others. And his older brother played basketball. His twin brother played hockey. So we're like, whichever one we get, those are our whatever we get, we get. And I think we both, like both Carolyn and I, and and Rand and the team, we didn't know what this was going to be. Um, it wasn't supposed to like we we had no no. No understanding, like, oh, we expect to do all these different things that we ended up doing. And um, it ended up being pretty cool. Like I, I, like I said, we, we had this, this day uh, that celebrated Michael, and there was like four or five players that were going to be our liaisons. And I remember I got a, a text from Alex Whalen literally the day after the thing saying, hey, just let us know what day we can come over and hang out with Mike. And, you know, and then from that that point on, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, uh, Nick Germain, uh, same thing, uh, texted her. And and Carlos. We had all these people, like, just reaching out to us, and that was Michael's first year. And it was funny. They were the sophomores at the time. And, um, you know, that's kind of who he met. And then I remember when Jaden came on, uh, it was like the year after or, or a year, maybe even two, because what happened, the worst part that happened to him was um, that was his thing. And then the pandemic or, or the reaction to the pandemic, I should say, really kind of shut us out. So we we lost a little bit of time. We lost yeah. a lot of time. And yeah. that was it was really a special relationship that he had with them. And we didn't even real, really realize at the time what was going on. It's a lot of it we see in retrospect. Yeah. yeah. And his favorite thing was to go to the practices. So we'd go to the practices, and at first Rand wasn't sure about putting the wheelchair on the ice. And then after the first day that we tried it, he's like, "Okay, you can go all the time." So the kid, you know, the sure. players would push him on the sure. ice, and they'd put the hockey stick in his hand, and he loved that. He would like. I have like several videos. He was all yeah. excited about that. And he would love 
um, during the game, especially in the beginning when they would um, against the wall. What's that called? Oh, when, when they start taking their their practice shots and they start firing away. Yeah. So Michael again. It, he couldn't see well. He couldn't hear well. Um, he couldn't move. So, but for whatever reason, he was like an active kid. So the more action they got, the better. So we sat right behind the goal. So they're taking these slap shots and they're, you know, exploding off the glass. He's cracking up. He's loving it. Um, the rest of us are jumping. Um, but he 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 loved. It. And then yeah, uh, Carlos and Carlos and uh, Brogan Rafferty would have a pregame like checking each other. Right in front of Michael, and he just, he loved it. He lit up, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. Jaden, so when's the first time you met Michael? Uh, it would have been my freshman year. Um, I th- I can't remember if, like, he came in earlier, but the first time I r- really remember talking to him was, uh, it was a home game, I think it was a Sunday home game against uh, Vermont. It was like a 2 o'clock game or something. It was a kid's skate afterwards. And, uh, of course, Michael was out on the ice, and uh, I remember... Um, ask. I think uh, Daniel Winslow was pushing him around. I was like, "Hey, like, can I can I push Michael around?" Um, so I remember like really like pushing uh, pushing Michael around on his wheelchair on the ice after like all the other kids out there. And uh, I think it was like a pretty good photo that Rob Rasmussen took, and he like you can just see like the biggest smile on on Michael's face. And uh, that was like the kind of like, the first first time I guess I I really got Mike uh, met Michael and really got to know him. Why don't we talk about from your perspective first, uh, John and Carolyn, and then uh, obviously what occurred on the ice. So, um, I, it's it's funny. I, I'll even go back to the Bridgeport game against Ohio State. Um, you know, it, for us, it gets kind of deep. Where um, Michael was a part of this team, obviously, it was very important to uh, uh, to him and to us. Um, so to see them move forward, and and I remember. After Michael passed, um, and this kind of goes on, like my beliefs about um, what happens after you pass. Um, I, I had said to Rand, uh, I sent him an email because the turnout at Quinnipiac, not only all the current players there, the coaching staff, but alumni from all all over um, that were his teammates showed up. And I don't, it was funny, Rand even said he was kind of surprised to see how many people showed up, but it was very noticeable. And um, at one point they said they were gonna wear their jerseys, but instead they wore um, just like a, their, their polo shirts because they didn't wanna kind of take away from, it was a day about Michael. And and so many people noticed it and we got so much feedback on what a big part of that, that it was. Um, so one of the things I believe in is that you know, the law of thermodynamics, that energy is not created nor destroyed in the universe. And his energy is here. Um, his body isn't, but he's here. And and seeing, and I, I said to Rand, I said, you guys have such an incredible intangible. Um, I don't know if, it, if the kids realize it, but I do. And I believe in that. And... Um, and it's true. Like so, I remember we're at the Bridgeport uh, Arena watching um, them beat Ohio State. Where everyone's like, "Oh, they're not gonna, they're not gonna beat Ohio State." Um, and then Jaden scored the goal uh, at the end of the game to kind of seal it. And this song comes on, and it was Michael's song that he loved. He would go crazy for it. And I just looked at her, and we we're there, and I was just like, "Do you hear that?" And we both were like, "Something special's here." 
And at that point, we had gone on a couple vacations. And we're like, oh, we can't, we can't go to Tampa now. We just went on two vacations. <laughs> and but when he scored the, the that Torello goal, budget has now come into play. When he scored, when he scored that goal, we're like, <laughs> we're going. And, and we literally in the parking lot you booked, it, yeah. booked, <laughs> booked our trip to Tampa um, right awesome. then and there. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was just an amazing ride. And, and we, we just, we never, we, we always believe that. All right, this is. That that kind of made me said, he's here, he's with us, yeah. it's he's with them. T- talk to us a little bit about the where you were sitting, and talk to us a little bit about after oh, uh, the goal, goal went in. <laughs> uh, go ahead. I'll do that. Okay, so we were sitting on one side of the stadium, and Lori was on the other side. And we're so sitting the deal was from the the bench. And for our listeners, yeah. Lori is the essentially the administrative assistant. Essentially, runs the hockey program. Yes. Yeah. Is 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 the truth? Uh, yeah. She may not recruit, but she does a, a she's tremendous. She's the ultimate hockey mom. She is she the is. ultimate hockey mom, and she does a <laughs> tremendous job. So go ahead. She did. She is. But um, I wore Michael's jersey, and I have never worn this jersey ever. And I. The deal was if they made it to this championship, I was going to wear the jersey. So I wore the jersey. And um, so if they were close, I was supposed to go to the other side of the stadium and hand her the jersey. But they they weren't winning. Well, it wasn't close. It was if they are ahead or ahead. tied, right. bring us the jersey because we want it. Right. So they weren't tied. And they were tied like at the last second, right? So... So then I go, I take the jersey, and I run, and they don't want to let me down to give to give Lori the jersey. I go, no, I have to give her the jersey. You don't understand. You're and not I allowed in this section, Carolyn. I'm sorry. You have to <laughs> back it up a step or two. They are so funny. But then they let they let me down um, to give Lori the jersey, and it was so awesome. When they brought the jersey on the ice after the win, it was it, like it melted our hearts. And then we go back to get down to you guys so we could see you. And, and they're like, no, no, you can't go down there. You can't go down there. And then the lady that I brought, I gave the jersey to, she goes, nope, she can go down there. That's awesome. <laughs> She's yeah. supposed to be down there. Yeah, and it was funny because, cool. you know, we're sitting there is it me, Carolyn, and, and uh, my two sons. Uh, my daughter, unfortunately, couldn't make it down. Um, and where she's just wearing the jersey and then they tied with like no time left i right, mean a right. couple minutes a couple left, minutes left and field. it was funny me and the boys are just cheering and screaming she just jumped up and ran yeah, she like ran away literally <laughs> ran because it's the other side i wanted to try to make i didn't know they'd have like a little bit of a lull <laughs> right 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 and so Jaden, now i think it, it was either you or zach or somebody's got the jersey on the ice and and talk about that moment yeah, so I mean, I'll, I'll go back even further to the Ohio State game. Like before the game, Carolyn was texting me saying that they would be there um, and that like Michael would be there too, you know. And um, I just remember after we were, we won, like I was just looking looking in the stands for them just so I could give them a wave and to like finally find them. And uh, I, I just it was just like a really special moment that um, I don't think outside of the team not many people realize. Um, and then. And, and, and yeah, and then I, it was, I don't think that we'd even left the rink yet. And I got a text from Carolyn saying, we booked, we're going to Tampa. <laughs> and, uh, and it was a parking lot decision. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so, and then, and then in Tampa, um, like I was texting Carolyn before, before the game, like she's wishing, wishing us all luck. 
and and all that and uh um and then after when like during the celebration i kind of looked toward the bench and just saw lori holding michael's jersey so right away i went over and and grabbed that and uh we were carrying it around and i think i passed it to metza and then um yeah he was holding it in the in the team team photo with the, with the trophy and like like John was saying, like I just knew Michael was with us that day, um, like the whole the whole season, um, and um, like unfortunately he couldn't be there physically with us, but like John said, like he his his energy was there and uh, pushed us over the edge and helped us get it done. That's awesome. And uh, the next day at the celebration, you didn't walk out. If I'm not mistaken, you didn't walk out with your jersey on. You walked out with Michael's jersey. No, so I, I walked out with my jersey on, and oh, right. I, I knew I was gonna speak. Um, I think Rand or maybe it was Joe Dume told me I was gonna speak. Um, so I, I was prepared to say something, and then when I go up, I'm about to grab the mic, and I hear Rand go, "Hey, Jaden, hold on," and I turn around. And he's like pulling Michael's jersey out of this little bag he had, and he goes like, "Put this on." And I was I was shocked. Like I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. Um, so this threw the jersey on and uh, just like kind of just spoke a few words to Michael. Just, I I think like at the end I was like Michael like I just want you to know like you're a national champion. Um, just because he meant so much to our team. He was our teammate. You know. So so yeah. But heading into it, I had, I had no idea. Yeah, and it was really fitting. You know, this was the last group of boys really that knew him personally. So, I mean, there's some kids that didn't know him, but, um, you know, Jaden, Zach, uh, Berger, um, Lombardi, Friedman, you know, and I'm, I'm probably forgetting, uh, Yanni, um, all, all these guys had, had met him or, or been with him. Again, the, the pandemic kind of screwed up a few things. CJ, if I didn't say him. Um, but they, you know, so we had this connection and I was just like, we can't, you know, these boys can't go. I just knew, I believe that they're just going to do it. I really did. Uh, and uh, we, we said it from when he started the team. They're going to win a national championship with him. Um, not the way we wished, but, uh, you know, I actually think it was in some ways kind of like he was, he, not to take anything away from these players, but, you know, come back in dramatic fashion. That's Michael's M.O. from you know, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, now 17 years. Uh, it's just, it's just amazing. Um, so there's definitely that, that power of belief, um, that, you know, we, we just, we've always felt. And, you know, I've, I've, every time somebody like the ice hockey team would post something on social media or something like that, it was just like, you gotta believe. Mm-hmm. And Jaden, the most amazing thing that Jaden did was during one of the games they had, I don't know which game is which, but they had lost um, a game. There wasn't any that did last Actually, so yes. I, I, I could talk to this because this is an email I had sent to Rand early on um, before they won the championship, actually. It was right when the playoffs started. Um, so they honored Michael uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, they, they had a doubleheader against uh, North Dakota. So the first game, they said they put a little – where we sat, they put his number – um, and his name uh, on the glass and on the boards where we played, or where we sat. Um, and at uh, we won that game. And then the next game, 
we had lost. Uh, and Jaden by and I have the picture of it. Mm-hmm. Jaden went up and tapped the number one. Um, and so hang on, I, I pulled it up before. Um, since he went and and, and uh, so this is my my email. Uh, the next game the team won and together they tapped the glass as a team. Um, the record at home since then was thirty two one and two. So. They only lost one game since doing that. It took and it took four months. Um, so there's something that, you know, I think the boys, the boys all believed, and uh, it's just something special that you really can't explain. Yeah, it really is. It really is a, um, as as Zach says a little bit. You know, it's it's a sad story, but it's a great story in terms of the impact that he had on the community of the men's hockey program as well as the community uh, and team impact. And it was funny, like, uh, uh, you know, speaking to Rand after the fact, um, you know, he didn't, I don't think he realized because he's so locked in as to what he does. Like, I don't think he kind of got that we're having all these side conversations and the boys are taking the basketball games and the movies. And, uh, you know, so he he had said, um, you know, we had this great interaction um, when Nick was the captain um, his dad came down and, and introduced himself and we're, we're talking to him and he said uh, you know we're talking about the boys and um, you know Carolyn said yeah I want to thank you for everything your son did for, for my son it was great and he said I came down to, to say the same thing to you um, he really made that impact that's pretty cool so I mean that's what team it was funny it's like team impact they you think the right name. Yeah, they they're do. doing it all for the, you know, we're looking at all the great things they did for our kid, but then, you know, then we go to the banquet and, you know, Josh Mayanja's parents, they gave us a, a, a painting of Josh and Michael and one of the other boys, yeah. you know, standing for the, 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 the national anthem, yeah. you know, and, and all these parents are telling us, Alex's mother uh, would tell us about, you know, their relationship with 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 Michael and and how much it meant to them, and they would go home and tell their parents. It was pretty cool. That's pretty great stuff. And Jaden's keeping Michael's memory alive. <laughs> yep. And Jaden, before that practice, that they all went on the ice. Um, a lot of the boys that didn't dress for the games because they were hurt or whatever would come down and just mm-hmm. say hello. And Jaden, that's when we that's we met before that practice. You had come down with Zach. Um, you were hurt or something, and and they came down and sat sat with us for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, and Rand always preaches character, um, high character people, and you know, I it took me a while to get what he was saying, but I'm like, you know, there's no coincidence that all these boys that are you know becoming your captains, you know, they're real leaders. Um, and what they're doing, so uh, and it's not about being the best player. They are they're great hockey players, but they're they're better people. John and Carolyn Trello purchased a, a farm in 2015. They did have to shut down the farm for a couple of years to renovate, but it's reopened now. And if you're in the Greater Cheshire area or through somewhere in the state of Connecticut, we'd recommend visiting Old Bishop Farm. They have ice cream. There's a bakery, there's fresh produce, there's cut flowers, there's a country store. There's a lot going on there. It's a real throwback. A classic New England farm. 
to say one more thing. It has to do with the farm, but not the baking. So what it has to do with is that because we wanted it to be somewhere for Michael to be, um, we decided that we also would want to open it up to other special needs children. So we have many special needs children and young special needs adults who come with helpers and they're able to um, do a job like water plants or like help stock the boxes. So it's, it's amazing because otherwise some of these kids or young adults wouldn't have a place to go. So now they have a purpose and some of the parents have come to us and they've been very emotional and they say they, they finally have a purpose. They finally have something. They have a place. People go. need, I mean, you need to have a, right. a place to belong, you yep. know, as you get older and, you know, work has got to be meaningful. So, you know, they put on their, their old Bishop Farm shirt and they come in and, and they have, it's kind of Michael's legacy. Well, you two are remarkable. I mean, you really are. Your contributions to your community, your contributions to the impact that you've literally had, because I've talked to a lot of, as you know, I'm doing this whole, whole podcast. I've talked to these kids, and it's not just, it's something they live, and it's something that they believe in deeply, and Michael has definitely had that impact. Yeah, and, that's and, fantastic. and the, whole, the whole idea of belief, again, it's, I, I sound like a broken record. Um, you know, early on we thought it would be that he'd survive, but, but he didn't. Um, we thought he'd overcome everything that he had to face, but he didn't. Um, so what does it mean? To, is it a failure? No. Because well, you see something that happened on the ice like that, that's the connection. You, you kind of see he's, he's here. That is a fantastic way to end it. Thank you guys both for coming in, and thanks for uh, sharing your story about Michael. As you know from the story, Michael passed away. He was 15 years old, and he died on July 30th, 2021, at his home. Memorial contributions can be made to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of Connecticut. I know the Torellos would appreciate it.